0: This podcast is brought to you by 3B, the mental well-being company, hosted by Claire and Sue, co-founders of 3B. When you've got your well-being mojo on, you're firing on all cylinders, you're accepting of whatever comes your way, you're being resilient. We believe that one size does not fit all, and we want you to discover your own well-being mojo. So join us on our podcast journey where we'll be exploring the many different aspects of mental well-being and hopefully you can learn what you need to get
1: your well-being modular.
0: This week's podcast features an extract from our weekly radio show,
1: Let's Talk Wellbeing." is 3B, the mental wellbeing company, bringing you Let's Talk Wellbeing. So you are here in the studio. We have Sue, as always. Hello. And we have our interview guest, Wayne Hargreaves. Hi, Wayne. Hello, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Now, well, me pleasure. and Wayne go back
2: too far to even mention, I'm not even I'm, mentioning I'm it. I'm devastated, Claire. Why? Well, I've just found out all these years I thought it was me who had a crush on me. Apparently, it was shaking stuff. <laughs> Sorry.
1: You just didn't have the moves that Shaking Stevens had, really, (laughs) and the quiff. No, actually. You did have the quiff, (laughs) didn't you? Yeah. So there you go. (laughs) So Wayne is here because he's a member of this fabulous group that's called Extra Time. Now it used to be called Offload and it had group members come in and there was lots of different sessions and the themes around mental toughness and they used to have speakers and stuff like that and obviously due to funding like we all know within that sort of sector funding goes but witness rugby league club carried it on and they have speakers each week who tell a story and deliver the themes for that kind of session so extra time so Tell us a little bit more about what does the group do.
2: Well, as I say, originally started uh, as a group called Offload. Uh, Offload was set up by the the rugby league, and it was a way to get predominantly men, because let's be honest, men don't talk about about issues. Yeah. And it was a way to get them to come in and to to listen to the speakers, who were predominantly ex-professional rugby players, who have all had hard times, whether it's been a devastating injury or whether it's been. Things have happened in the personal life which have caused them to get into a really low place. Mm-hmm. And they come in, they offload their problems, they talk about it with the group. And then each session we be based around the theme, which could be, as you say, mental toughness. Or it could be we, we do sessions where we, we do mindfulness, mm-hmm. is one of the sessions that we do. Um, right, yeah. A fellow called Russell Treasure, who's, who's really good. Um, but unfortunately that's like anything that has funding mm. and funding is is hard to come by these days yeah yes. and you only get 10 sessions and sadly we don't fix ourselves necessarily in 10 sessions yeah mm-hmm. no so i've been going to this group now for probably nearly three years uh, or four so four years actually four years i've been going so i've had plenty more than my 10 sessions <laughs> Yeah. But when the funding ran out, we, we then obviously we worked we closely with another group called State of Mind, uh, who again are based around kind of rugby league, um, and they decided to to carry on with these sessions, and so we, we have it. It's every Tuesday evening at six thirty. Uh, it's held at Witness Rugby League Club. Um, anyone who's interested, they contact Sean Meller, who's uh, who runs the group from 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 there, and the are more than welcome. And I say we come in and we sit around, and, and sometimes might not be a speaker for whatever reason, mm-hmm. and it might be one of us gets up and does our story. I mean, you you know what I was like at college. You, i never thought I'd have found myself contemplating suicide.
1: Yeah.
2: But but I got into such a position in my life that that's where I was,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and this group has has helped me and has got me into a much better place, and I'm forever grateful for this group. Yeah. And it, you know. It, when you, when you do tell your story, when you do get it out there, it does help. It helps with your healing and it helps you feel better in yourself.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, we'd, we'd love to talk to you about your story if you if you feel that you're able to share that with us in a little bit. But I think it's really important. We'll share, obviously, Sean's details on our social media so that anybody who does want to come along can get in touch. Yeah it's really important we we have had a couple of people on who it's specifically about men's groups because you're right men probably do find it harder talking in generalities obviously there's some who don't but generally i think it is better for men to talk in a men's group because they can feel that support coming through from them and you know like you said if you get to a a state where that's where you're thinking you're contemplating suicide some people are not very good at, at picking up the phone maybe talking to samaritans or things like that being in person can be really really helpful and you can connect with people so much stronger is that what you found yourself when you
2: when you went along to this group well, when I first started going to the group, first and foremost, there's, there's no pressure on anyone who goes to, to, to talk. You know, if you just want to just sit there and just listen and, and, and just be part of the group in that way, that's that's perfectly fine. Some of us um, eventually start to talk um, and tell their story. Obviously, that that's what I did. I told my story recently after a number of years of going there, yeah, um, which was massively important to me mm-hmm. and, and helped me massively. Um, so yeah, and it, and it is about when you, you're with other like-minded people mm-hmm. and you're sat in a room and it's just a, a bunch of men who have suffered with mental health issues and it varies, and one thing you realise there's no such thing as top trump when it comes to your mental health, Yeah. no one's problem is worse than, than somebody else's because yeah. what might seem trivial to you, is everything to someone else, and vice versa so we found that by, by coming in Talking and just going through the whole process, it, it helps.
1: So, you said that you felt sharing your story was really helpful for you. Yes,
2: it certainly was.
1: Can you say why? Why? Why do you think that helped you?
2: I think when when you, t- you tell your story and you you're sat there in front of people and you're talking about what what happened in your life. Mean, I mean, I, I, never, I never ever thought in a million years I'd, I'd find myself contemplating suicide. Mm. I mean, I was always this, this happy-go-lucky guy, you know. And my glass was always half full. Um, but I, I've, I've, I'm retired now, but I, I did the best part of thirty years in the police, and mm. um, the last seventeen years being in traffic, and all I've dealt with is, is, is fatalities and, and what have you. And you don't realise how, how things build. Yeah. And, and how I thought that whole time, my mental health was just getting worse and worse and worse, mm. but I never realised it because I never spoke about it. You just always brushed it under the carpet. So by actually getting there and, and, and telling your story, you know, and, and it, it is—it's just this massive offloading of of, of pressure. You just feel like the world comes off your shoulders. And you know, once I, once I told that story to to the, the group. And they then obviously share in that, and they they talk, have a conversation about the kind of things that you've done and and what you've dealt with, and it's just massively important to me, and it, and it really really helped me mm. uh, get into a much better place where I am now. I mean, my life now is completely different to where I was four or five years ago. Yeah. You know, when my life turned upside down following from multiple accidents in work, you know, which ultimately ended up getting pensioned off and loss of identity and, and this that and the other. But through the group, you realize that, yeah, okay, all my adult life I was weighing eleven eighty seven Hargreaves but i 've always been weighing a dad i 've always been weighing a husband i 've always been weighing a son, uh, weighing a brother, and you, by going to the group and talking and getting things through, people say, but yeah, but you 're still weighing the dad, you're still weighing the husband, you're still weighing the brother, you 're still weighing the son mm. and i 'm like, well, well, yeah I am, and so it helps me and it keeps me grounded. And it keeps me in a good place, uh, and I'd, I'd be lost without my group. I really would.
0: It's interesting that, isn't it, that what you mentioned about identity and just how much that is wrapped up, you know, in our kind of what goes on in our mind, how we feel, our sort of our mental well-being. We don't realise, do we? You know, because like you say, we're just we're just there. We're just kind of getting on with our life. We're going yeah. to work, you know, whatever's happening. But over time, yeah, that becomes kind of our identity you know particularly if we're putting everything into our, our role and it sounds as though you know obviously the job that you had particularly in those last 17 years as you described it's huge huge impact on you yeah is there anything that you you would have like with the knowledge that you have now you know kind of would you have dealt with some of those situations differently
2: i think i would have spoke about the issues i'm probably feeling mm. um I, I would have certainly identified things in me changes in me which i just never did mm. things like you know my mood being in a low mood you know i was just thinking oh, just, i'm just feeling grumpy today and it's not there's a reason i was feeling that and i just never ever kind of linked uh, is it what you're dealing with at work is it what you're going through in your personal life that that's helped that's coming to this but by talking about it you start to realize well hang on a minute it is because i'm doing this mm. and then as you say wh- when you talk in a group and people say well I find this helps or I find that helps. And it might be something simple. It might be that I just need to sit down and, and write three things that I'm grateful for. And then all of a sudden you go, you know what, my life isn't that bad. Yeah.
1: You know, mm-hmm. I've,
2: I've, got, I've got this to be... I'm not talking about the big things. You know, it's just little things that, that you're grateful mm-hmm. for. Uh, everyday things that you take for granted. But
0: mm-hmm. well, those are the things, actually, because we often talk about this on the show and it comes up with a lot of our guests and with ourselves that... We underestimate those little things yeah. because we see them as little things, but compounded on a day-to-day basis, actually they're they're the life that we're living. They're the real life, yeah. in a way, aren't they?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. It's I really like what you were saying there about you know kind of you know if you were to kind of go back you know and you'd sort of these sort of techniques that like you, you, I know that you've, you've you want, you're going to share with us that you've kind of come to, but I also like the sound of the group that. It's kind of, I find this helps. So it's not an imposing of, oh, you need to do this, and no. then you'll be fixed. It sounds like a really lovely kind of supportive, gentle, you know, non-judgmental kind of, I yeah. find this helps. And you're, you're sort of offering
2: that. Well, you spoke about your, your toolbox, and, and Claire spoke about a handyman with his toolbox. I know. Let, know. we better
0: not go there. And, and, <laughs> yeah.
2: and we, all, we all have these things. And, and I refer to mine as a toolbox, you know, and I go mm. to my toolbox, and... You know, I'll open it up and I think, you know, I might not need that. I'll I'll use this instead. And if that doesn't work, then there's there's that many other things I've learned. Techniques, as I say, simply like just writing things down. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for this. Um, One thing things that we talk about in the group is, is, is to have goals for the day. And the first goal he writes down is to make me bed. And he says, so when he gets up in the morning he makes his bed, then it doesn't matter what else happens that day. He's achieved something. Yeah. And he's ticked the goal off and he says, well, I, I've achieved it. I've made my bed. And it, it sounds simple mm-hmm. and it sounds, you know, people thinking, well, what's that got to do with it? But that gives him a sense of achievement.
0: I, I love the making the bed. I've had this before. It's kind of like, you know, make your own bed, make someone else's bed. You know, it's kind, you know if you kind of live with other people, there's something about, it's, it, for me, it's a form of self-care actually making yep. your bed it's the
1: simplest form of self-care you know i always think kind it's of, nicer to get into a bed yeah that's made. and a, f- a freshly made bed oh, oh yeah. I know it's <laughs> showing our age but yeah <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> i've got four cats my bed doesn't stay
1: no i have to say with the dogs yeah but my dogs always do that but that again is kind of a nice thing i'll come up and i'm like okay, Mojo's been playing on the bed because all the duvet's back and he's had a little lovely time and probably had a little curl up in the bed. Oh. And that makes me feel good. It's funny how, uh, yeah, our beds can make us feel good. you was saying, so it's, there's a non-judgmental, and that's real key. It sounds like you shared your story and people were supportive. So nobody was trying to say, you shouldn't have felt like that. Yeah. Nobody was trying to say, this is how you should be dealing with it notice the should words, but instead just support it. Yeah, And Absolutely. that's really
2: key, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, as I say, you're not judged. You mm-hmm. just literally, and as I say, you don't have to talk, tell your story. It's only something you feel that you wanted to do. And it took me a number of years to get comfortable enough to say, yeah, this, this is what I'm going to do now. Mm-hmm. And it does make a big difference. Um, and as I say, th- through that, the whole process of the group as well, I just spoke briefly on there before we started about what I do with myself now, because obviously it's important that we keep a check of our of our mental kind of well being, our mental health. So I literally play a game of bingo every day with myself. Uh, <laughs> Sounds good. I know I love this, <laughs> and, and I call it I call it Mad as Hell Bingo. And I literally have a bingo card, and I have things like low mood, anxiety, um, and I ask myself the question every day, you know. Did, am I, how is my mood? Well, it is low. What's my anxiety like? Well, Again, I have been feeling anxious. And if I get four corners or a line, then I think things are starting to go go the wrong way here. And I'll go to my toolbox and I'll get whatever I need out of there t- to put things right for me. And, of course, if I get a full house, then that as heck. And I'm on the phone to the doctor and I'll, <laughs> I'll go and see them. That I love that idea. But it's just a thing that I do with myself every day. And it just... You're keeping
1: a check-in Keep in with yourself. I love that. I think that's a fantastic idea. I'm sure our listeners will be right. Yeah, I'm writing that down because actually if you know that kind of thing, but also you're you checking in with yourself and you're like, yeah. okay, four corners, I might need to do something in line. Yeah, I might need to do more topping up. Full house, okay. I need to ask for help yeah, kind I'm, of thing. I'm,
2: I'm in a dark place. I'm in I a dark to, place. I need to sort that out.
1: Mm. And yeah. it, That's brilliant. I love, I love that.
2: And the beauty about doing that is, since I've been doing that, I've never got to a A full house. house. Ah. Because I've identified long before then that things are going in the wrong direction for me. Yeah. And I need to, as I say, put things right.
1: Can I ask you,
2: to do with the group,
1: is it important that it's men?
2: Uh, It it is a men's group. Uh, Obviously, that's the whole point. It was set up by the Rugby League as the original offload. Um, We have actually discussed in the group about. Because obviously, Women's Rugby League now have a women's team and and everything else. So that's something that they they may be looking to to do further down the line as well. Mm. It would be to develop uh, a women's group.
1: Do you think it would change the dynamics of being able to share? Is it important that. You, as as a man, are in a group of men and sharing, or would you share for, in front for of me women? personally?
2: Yeah, it, it wouldn't matter to me. Right. I'm quite comfortable to share in front of anyone, right? That's the stage I've got to now. Um, there are other members of the group who, who obviously would feel differently, and mm. uh, they might not be as confident or they may not feel that they could say what they want to say if there is if there are females present. Um, but personally, from my point of view, I'm more than happy to, to, to share to in share. front of
1: anyone. I mean, it's great that you're on air and sharing with us here, because I think it's really important for for our listeners to hear this. And, you know, any men out there who maybe are bottling things up or feel like they yeah. can't. I'm presuming this kind of group, it's like you can come and you don't have to speak, because I know you yeah, said you did not tell your
2: story. If you want to just come along and just, just sit down um, and just listen. To what's going on and um, you can obviously we, we we discuss things around we, we sit around and we talk about various things again you don't have to get involved in that conversation you can just sit there and listen mm. or you can you can do as much as you want if you want to sit there and tell us everything about yourself then you're more than welcome to do that no one's going to judge you no one's going to turn around and go my problems are far worse than yours because as we say we have no top trumps it is, everyone's issues are what's what's big to them and that, that's all that matters. Yeah, totally.
0: I'm really glad you've sort of highlighted that again because I was thinking about there's often like a hierarchy, you know, and we do that, don't we? It's sort of when we compare ourselves to others, you know, it's one of the reasons why maybe we don't ask for help because we think, oh, well, you know, what's my troubles compared to uh, somebody
2: um, else's? One of the things that used to really, really cause me so much anxiety was letters coming through the door. yeah you get post and I and and dread openly mm. for no rhyme or reason you know nine times out of ten it's, it's, it's junk mail anyway yeah Um. but for some reason for me there was just this this blockage with anything come through the letterbox I, I was terrified of it mm. and that sounds really daft to most people but to me that was That's just like to be on everything,
0: but that's the point, isn't it? I think when when you get to a particular place with your mind, it's kind of like things become symbolic or they're representative of something else, and it's not necessarily logical or what we would, you know, seem to make sense. Yeah. But it's like it doesn't matter because it's your stuff, and and you know, and that's something that's that's important for you, you know, and for you to work through. I think what I was thinking about with the I love I love this phrase the top trumps. There's no top trumps. I great. I think that's absolutely great. <laughs>
2: You know, I like, that from one of the members of the group because that, 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 <laughs> that was his line. He always really talked good. about Trump's
0: no, but spirit. I think this is a really important uh, sort of point actually. That so, like, obviously, you shared, you know, and thank you for sharing, Wayne. You know, sort of the place that you were in when you found this group, and someone might think, well, that's a really extreme situation. I'm not contemplating suicide, but I still feel a bit low, I'm struggling. Am I worthy to go to this group? Course, if you yeah. see what I mean, course, so I think yeah. I think it's really important, you know, with the top Trumps thing that it's 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 about seeking out support of some kind, sort of whatever. If you know things aren't quite quite right or quite there, or you're not feeling yourself, would would you agree? What would you say to somebody who's maybe?
2: Yeah, I mean, as I say, the, the whole point of the group is it's totally inclusive, and, and mental health. I think people think of mental health. You think of people in crisis. Yeah. You know, they think of people on the edge of bridges and stuff like that, and it's not. We all have mental health. You know, my, my, my mental health is a fully signed up member to the gym, it's just a lot of the time it forgets to go. <laughs> 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 you know, so it's, your mental health can be poor or your mental health can be yeah. really, really good and anywhere along that spectrum. And anyone is welcome, and the whole point of the group is, is to keep your mental health in a good place. Mm. That's the whole point of the group, you know, and, and, and that's what it does. Uh, we, we open well. We work with other groups as well. Like we've we've just done some work with the um, Zero Suicide Alliance. Um, one thing I, I, I say the your listeners is go to their website. They have free training packages on there, okay. which will just make people obviously more aware. Uh, it's an online package. Okay, it takes ten minutes to do and it's, it's, it's well worth doing.
0: What's that called again? Just so people uh,
2: The Zero Suicide Alliance.
0: Zero Suicide Alliance, okay, thank
2: you. So one of the things we did um, for, because you, you get involved in campaigns, so we had, obviously, it was, it was uh, Suicide Awareness Week mm-hmm. uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah, it was. So at one of the witness games there against Halifax, what we did there was we got um, basically every 80 minutes, which is the length of a rugby game, throughout the world 120 people would have taken their own life mm-hmm. so what we did we we got we sectioned off 120 seats in the stand and put rugby shirts on each one of them to symbolise that's powerful at the end of this game that's, that's how many people worldwide would have taken their own life that's really powerful That. Um, and you, that, they, they can be prevented by just joining groups like, mm-hmm. like our group where you come in and you just talk even you just talk to your friends or your neighbours about your about your problems, it's it's something that you must do. Yeah. Um, and that that worked really well, and that, that got a lot of recognition nationally as well through the with like the rugby league and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, and we got we got shirts sent to us from from all over the country, uh-huh. from from like local clubs yeah. who have lost people to suicide. Oh, that's so, so it wasn't just all witness rugby league shirts. We had shirts from from all over the country mm. to symbolise these 120 people who would have lost their lives sadly by the end of that game. So as I say, we we do train like that. State of mind. I mean, I'm now a mental health first aider, so we you know we can we can get links into training for that as well mm. through the group, uh, which state of mind run for us, and it's just really good things. And I'm, I'm quite passionate now about mental health. Yeah. Because um, you know it means means a lot to me when I realise how how poor mine had got.
1: Yeah. So this uh, State of Mind, it's different from Extra Time. Yes. So what is State of Mind?
2: So state of Mind is another charity. Uh, they're totally separate, um, but they, they work with us. And again, it's it's, it's run by, um, I can't think of Phil surname now, um, but he he runs the group, he runs State of Mind, and they provide training in terms of, as you say, mental health um, awareness first aiders and stuff like that and mm. they did that on, on a national scale so they're, they're quite a big quite a big charity but state of mind is, is something again listeners are worth looking at looking at their website and getting ideas from there as well so that's
1: phil cooper who runs that phil cooper.
2: glad you're on it phil cooper, yeah, who phil runs, cooper
1: runs state of mind um and then obviously they can get in touch with witness yeah. rugby club, can't yeah. they, for the extra time well. I mean
2: I'll, I'll give you Sean Mellor's email address before before I leave, so you, yes. you've got that you can give like that to anyone who wants to contact him about the group. Um, just send him an email and he'll he'll get back to them. I think, for me, um,
1: I think the fact that this is from the rugby, rugby's a hard game, yeah. you know, I'm born and bred Saints fan, um, you know, my dad, I couldn't be anything but uh, born in St. Helens, So um, brought up with rugby, it's a tough game. It's usually hard men, you know, they go down hard, they fight hard, they play hard kind of thing. So I think the fact that this is taking place within that kind of environment is really, really good because it is getting away from all the stereotype about... Yeah you know, men shouldn't talk and all that kind. It's these, you know, big guys, these tough guys can also be impacted with their mental health, just like yourself, Wayne. You know, I know you used to play and stuff, so it's like it impacts somebody in the police. You're dealing with stuff. It can impact on absolutely anybody at all.
2: Absolutely. absolutely. And that was the original kind of ethos behind it, was to say, look, these big, burly people you think don't have any problems, you know, they have problems as well. And it was professional rugby players who, who initially were doing all this kind of talks. Um, so you'd look at these people as a, as a kid growing up and you think, you know, I I, I I post them on my wall and this, that and the other. And you never ever think that they have a problem and they have problems. You just think they have this wonderful life. Mm. And it's not, and when you get to know them, they're, they're no different from from anybody else they all have these issues that they have to deal with mm. and and that's the beauty state of mind work an awful lot with the rugby league mm. and, and, and with players particularly dealing with with kind of their issues um, but yeah it makes you realize that if they can suffer for it i, I certainly can
1: mm. so can i ask because i know me and sir have done a lot of training and I'm speaking generally now because there's some women who don't get on board with it. But I would say when you talk about breathing exercises and mindfulness, and I know you said about mindfulness that you do that, it can often be gone, yeah, I'm not doing that either hippie stuff or that's not going to work for me or they're not even trying it to see. What would you say to somebody who goes, well, how's breathing going to help me or how's mindfulness going to help me?
2: You get out what you put in. Now, my my wife, hello Peggy if you're listening, um, she's an A&E consultant, but she also is a yoga instructor and she's really into mindfulness. Um, So she really kind of sat me down one day and said, look, throw all those things away that you think about, you know, just go with it and, and, and put yourself into it properly for 10 minutes. And the difference that you feel after that 10 minutes is unbelievable so one thing is I do the groups we do have a, a fellow who comes in Russell treasure who's really into mindfulness and he comes and does one of the breathing sessions uh, with the group and I told I said to the people said look lads trust me don't don't poo poo this don't think this won't work mm. just relax go with it and honestly you'll feel the benefits and every single one of them to so hands when you write it did you know, and some of the people who were, who were in that group were, were people who were ex-army, ex-military, you know, and these, these are people who would never have thought that just relaxing and falling a little dot around your body and focusing on different parts and this, that and the other would ever make a difference. So all I'd say to people is if you're going to try mindfulness, go with an open mind, go in there, throw all these preconceptions that you've had out the window and just go, go with it and relax. And it works. It, it absolutely works.
0: Oh, yeah. We're, we're, we're real advocates of that. And I think one of the things we're real advocates of is finding something that works for you, but you're not going to know what that is till you try exactly. different things, are you? So exactly. what you were saying there about having an open mind, that's the key to it, really, isn't it? You know, it's
2: like, it's like people turn around and say to me, you say, you say oh, should, should we go to this restaurant? Oh, I, I don't like that. I, I don't like that kind of food. Have you ever tried it? No. Well, how do you know if you don't like it? Mm. You know, if someone's tried and said, no, it didn't work for me or I didn't like it, then that's fair, fair enough. Fair enough, yeah. But you, you've, got to, you've got to give things a go.
0: I think it's that mindset of, like, I'm the type of person who, you know, so you're kind of fixed, aren't you? Yeah. We were just talking about that in our discussion hour about, you know, you, you're kind of fixed on, well, I don't do this, and I do this, and I like this, and I don't like that, so that's not going to work for me. And so I think there's a little challenge you can do for yourself, yeah. isn't there, about, you know, if that's where you, your mind is. I mean, what's not
2: to like about yin yoga? You just go and sleep for an hour. <laughs> oh, it's, 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 it's wonderful. It's absolutely great. Yeah, <laughs> it's so nourishing. Except for I did get, kicked out of the class for snoring
1: snoring oh dear <laughs> oh dear <laughs> doesn't that mean you were really, mad? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're <laughs> You're really into it yeah you really into it, it. But,
2: but no honestly I mean it, it, it really does work and, and I say to anyone who's listening who, who thinks you know that's not for me you've got to try it yeah. because it does it does make a difference
0: do you think that attitudes are changing you know kind of within within men you know you were mentioned the kind of like certain professions there um you know kind of do you think do you think there is a shift because i mean obviously claire and i were in the well-being world and we're we're kind of in this and so we're we're living and breathing it you know we're talking to people all the time so for us the information is at our fingertips for someone who's kind of maybe not come across this i know from like my own partner for example he's always worked in a very kind of blokey environment um you know in the woodworking industry and until he experienced anxiety for himself he would have always sort of been a very much oh pull yourself together I, kind of a thing
2: i do think things are changing and mm. i do think they're going in the right direction i mean again brought up in st helen's you know it's, it's a working kind of man's area it and certainly weren't yeah. allowed to have emotions and stuff no. like that you know it was it's a case of you know just what's up with you you know just grow up you know get on with it yeah. but i think that that rightfully is changing um a lot through workplaces are realising the fact that mental health is, is a big, is a big issue to the workplace. So a lot of workplaces now are, are, are providing training and stuff like that for staff, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I think generally, me, men in general now have kind of come to the point where it, it is, look, I, I, I do need to get these things sorted because it's not going to go away. Mm-hmm. You know, my mental health is not going to improve if I don't do anything about it you know you can't just keep going to your doctor and saying you know i'm feeling like this give me a tablet or something you know you you've got to do stuff for yourself as well and you've got to take ownership and look after your mental health so i do as i say i, I have a bingo every day that i go through and that helps me and um, so i, I hope you never get to that point where I'm, I'm where i was in a very dark place not so long ago
1: could you share more of like so Obviously, once you've done your bingo and if you've got your four corners or your line, what kind of things do you do? So, I know you mentioned you can you write down like three things you're grateful yeah, I mean,
2: for. One of the things you do is for 21 days or something, you just write down each day something, three things that you're grateful for. And and the, the basic things, you know, the fact that I open my fridge and there's food in there, yeah. you know, there's a lot of people who, who don't yeah. have that, that yeah. luxury. Yeah. You know, the fact that I can turn the heating on and not literally worry about. But again, other people don't have that luxury yeah. so it's some of the things that are just, just basic things that I'm grateful for and over the course of a few days once you're doing that you go well, do you know what I haven't really got that much to be worrying about or whatever because I've got all these things that, that are going right in my life um, music is another one you know, sometimes just sitting down and, and, and listening to music that you like um, makes you feel good Mm-hmm. Um, I do write things down so if, if I'll, I'll set tasks for the day and it's nice to sit down at the end of the day and tick off the task that you've done and you get a sense of accomplishment from looking at the ticks that you've done Yeah, uh,
1: uh. and
2: it, it's simple things, it's simple things but they, they work, you know sitting down just taking 10 minutes out of the day to do breathing exercises and do a little bit of mindfulness you know again that might be all I need to do to put me in the right in the right place.
1: So you've got this toolbox. It's filled with all these things that you've learned and you've tried, and that work for you, yeah. which is great. So, you. How do you keep? Do you, obviously, you do that. Is that how you keep your mindset healthy? Is that how you keep topped up? Kind of thing. Do you think?
2: Yeah, I, I do. And as I say, you, you you often refer to your toolbox, and you you go into it quite often. And, and just simple things, like I say, one of the biggest things for me to keep yourself grounded is I do the the, the gratefulness thing is something that I, I I really believe in. It's something that I, that I do regularly mm. because it does make you suddenly think, do you know what, M- my life is good. Yeah, okay, you know I, I've I've got a friend who's, who's a multimillionaire, He's he's got more money than common sense, but at the end of the day, he's in poor health, and he would give every single penny he's got he has tomorrow to have his health back. Mm. You know, so you, you look and you go. Compare my life to him. Yeah, he, he can go and buy whatever he wants, but at the end of the day, I can make plans for five, six years down the line. Yeah. He, he, you know, realistically, he can't do that. Yeah. So you know, you, you've it, it is things like that. It is, and and by helping, I find by helping people, doing like your little kind acts of kindness. Again, that's just something that that helps that helps me.
1: Yeah. And that's a big, a big one that. because I think it's also your, it's helping you, it helps somebody else, and maybe they'll pass it on or that pay it forward kind of thing yeah. and so we talk about a smile, we were saying just something like smiling at somebody. you know you might not get a smile back, but it might have made their day, or they may end up smiling at somebody else yeah. who needs it, and then that that kindness is really key. I think it's a huge one that.
0: I think you know Claire and I were really big on sort of preventative stuff here at 3B and that's very much our angle and it sounds like you know from the group there's opportunity there to prevent people from getting to that extreme place I'm thinking about younger generation you know because we've talked about our generation and sort of like what the the kind of expectation was and the mindset you know it's sort of but what about young people now what about young men you know do you think that there's sort of more that we need to be doing in terms of get encouraging them to kind of open up and share and
2: I think I think any kind of of interaction where you're going to get people to open up is is good. And there's always going to be a positive thing. Um, I do think the younger generation have a better handle on things than we than we did in our generation. Certainly, you know I mean as I say we grew up with the, with the kind of environment that like you didn't talk about anything. You just bottled it up and, and got on with things. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that that's changed now. Things like you just just like the internet and stuff like that, and the access yeah. they've got to to so much more information that they don't need to be public about. They can just do stuff themselves, and I do think that the younger generation have a better handle on on mental health.
0: I think it's really for us. It wasn't really in our vocabulary, no. was it? You know, to no. talk about well being or anything like that. Um, mm. You know, so and but and yeah. I mean, I've got a twenty three year old, and the sort of and, the, and he's very kind of tuned in to you know, sort of taking care. Met and we'll talk very kind of to me, you know, about I oh, know I need to put myself first. Yeah. And in that situation, you know, I did this and yeah, and I think that you're right, I think they do have a lot more awareness. Obviously, you know, the world's a bit of a crazy, tumultuous place at times, isn't it? Kind Sheesh. of feel like it's kind of coming in at us. So I think, yeah, anything that we can do to kind of encourage them to get these things sort of in their muscle memory now. Yeah, I, I think also I mean
2: obviously my my, my children now are uh, 22, 19, and, and 19 weeks. <laughs> so, <laughs> bit of a right, yeah. Of, so, so, so i just start again at 50. <laughs> Why not? But, but certainly, for, for as a dad, you know, for my daughter and my son, the, the, the 22 and the 19-year-old, I'm quite happy to tell them, look, you, you you need to talk about things, anything that's bothering you, or this, that, and the other. Whereas, I don't think we had that. Yeah. Because our parents were brought up differently. Yeah, and so I think a lot of a lot of parents now will openly talk to the children about look, if you're having problems, you know, there's this you can do, there's that you can do, and I do think that that that's important as, as parents that we do that and we we let our kids know that they can come to us and they can talk about it. Yeah, any kind of issues that they are happening.
1: That open conversation, isn't it? Open and honest conversation. Yeah, it's really important. And actually, that is instilling something different into. Yeah, just, yeah, just don't ask me
2: about the birds and the bees. <laughs> <laughs> Talk <laughs> about your mental well-being. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> your <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it, I think parents. I think they they have a big role to play now, and, and kind of our generation in, in improving everyone's kind of awareness of, of mental health and the importance. Hmm. or, as you say, getting your mind in, in the right kind of state.
1: So if there's still any blokes out there who are thinking, don't know if this is for me,
2: what would you say to them? I, I thought was exactly the same. Um, it was the GP who actually referred me to, to the to the group. So and it was one of them I thought, Oh well, GP's sending me there, you know, I better go and do you know what, it's the best thing I've ever done best thing ever, I I really look forward to my Tuesday evenings for that hour or so where it's just in the group I know I I can sit there, I can relax I'm not judged if I I feel quiet just want to sit there and and say nothing I can just sit there and say nothing have a brew, have a chocolate biscuit or if I want to actually partake and and talk about stuff I can do so all I'd say is look if, if, if you're feeling low if you're in a bad place you do need talking, just, just makes a hell of a difference. And being around people who have, have kind of been there, have come through it. Um, I mean, we've, we've, got, we've got relatively new members of the group. Uh, his life's changed in a matter of weeks. And he said, just from coming to the group. It's
1: fantastic. He said, because
2: he suddenly realises that he's not alone. Yeah. He's not the only one who feels the way he's been feeling. And none of us are there judging him. None of us are telling him, "Well, you you know, you're feeling that because you're not doing this." Mm -hmm. He doesn't feel that. He doesn't feel any pressure whatsoever. Um, And it's made big changes to his life in just a matter of weeks by realising the fact that, you know what, it's not just me. I
1: think knowing that you're not on your own has a big impact for us, doesn't it? Any time. Yeah, that we're does. not on
2: our own, no matter who we are. And there's there's people in the group that he can talk to, that he hasn't got outside of his, you know. Because I think what I think one of the big problems other people have is they don't like to burden their their loved ones. They feel it's a burden, you know. I don't I don't want to talk to to me mum or my dad or my sister or my brother. I don't want to tell my friends that my problems because I'm burdening them. And again, all all I will say to him in in that situation is. Throughout my time as, as a police officer in the best part of 30 years, I can guarantee I've never, I've never stood at a graveside yet where someone's turned around and said, I'm glad you never told me the problems. You know, everyone yeah. would sooner have. You talk to them, yeah. than you end up in, in, that, in that kind of place. So you've got to talk. You, you've got to get things off your chest. And groups like the extra time groups I'm part of are just ideal absolutely ideal and they're, they're, a, they're a godsend and it's, it's changed my life it's, it's put me in a much better place than where i was
1: that's fantastic and i think that very
2: poignant you
1: how you put that as well
0: for yeah, people I that's really key it's a really powerful way thank
2: yeah, you yeah, yeah it is important that we talk and as i say if, if you don't feel you can talk to you, to your family or your friends look at groups that are out there because there are groups Part of the problem, I think, with, with a lot of the groups is, is they're not actually linked. And I think that's part of the problems that, that we have. You know, we find there's other charities and there's other groups that do similar things, but no one knows about them. Mm. Yeah. So I don't know why we haven't done a LinkedIn yet for yeah. all these groups, but... Yeah. I, I think that's It'd be really good, Yeah, they have that. we should look for.
0: Maybe that's the next step in the evolution of of, you know, of this yeah. kind of
1: support network for men. Yeah. You know, mm mm-hmm. Wayne, it's been such a pleasure listening to you, and thank you so much for sharing your story. We are running out of time fast, but Mm -hmm. we always ask our guests to bring a song that uplifts them, something that they always go to, and you you did say, obviously,
2: that music does help with you.
1: Can you tell us what your song is and why you've picked it?
2: well you've been blown away by George Harrison yeah. we're now about to drift away but <laughs> do be great <laughs> uh, I, I just think it's, it's a lovely song and uh, as I say it's, it's a song you listen to the lyrics as well just about literally emptying your mind and just drifting away uh, and having those few minutes a day where you can just do that fabulous, let's give it a listen that
1: was an extract from our radio show let's talk well-being you can listen in every thursday between 12 and 2 on hcr 92.3 fm or online on hcr923fm.com